This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. Hello and welcome back to Bam Biographies. I'm Tom, your host, and I'm here to let you know what's been going on over the last month since the last episode went out and what you can expect from the next one. Once again, no new iTunes reviews this month. I'd really love to hear what you all think of the podcast and I know there are more than five of you out there listening to this. Ratings and reviews really do help, so please do leave one. And if you can't think about what to say about the podcast itself, why not simply leave a review of your favourite band, song, album, gig that you've been to, or your favourite festival experience? Whatever you want, just as long as you give the show five stars, of course. There have, however, been a few new followers and commenters, including on Facebook, Mark Eggins, Nick Emmerich, Jeremy McAllister, Michael Fuhrerman, a Japanese follower whose name I ran through Google, and it came out with Mizako Abayashi. So sorry if that's an incorrect pronunciation there, Mizako. Justice Eagler, Antonio Moreno-Cruz, and Thelma Gordon. Welcome. The first one of those new Facebook followers, Mark Eggins, is from Melbourne, and he sent me a file of an interview he'd done with the Buzzcocks' Pete Shelley back in the 1990s when Mark worked for a radio station. It was absolutely amazing to hear, and even better that Pete came across as thoroughly engaged and pretty funny as well. So Mark, thank you for becoming one of the growing number of my listeners who've had first-hand interactions with the bands or artists I've covered on the show. Thank you so much for sharing that file with me. Once more, Stacey Nicholson got in touch to say that she was listening to the music more than my voice again. I'm going to start getting a complex about this soon, but I don't particularly blame you, Stacey, especially with all the sharing and shouting out you do, especially on Twitter. Steve Marshall commented that he enjoyed the episode because it was so detailed and enjoyable. Take that, Stacey. It turns out he'd seen Buzzcocks a couple of times in the past and said they were enjoyable to watch with never a dull moment and some really great tunes. Thanks for your feedback as ever, Steve. 
Mike Bartlett also got in touch to say that the Susie and the Banshees episode was brilliant. Thanks for that one, Mike. And was looking forward to listening to the Buzzcocks episode. But I never heard back, so I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to get in touch or leave a review on iTunes, Mike. I'm always amazed by the comments and the things that you share with me that come through from you guys. But I'd love to hear more from you, especially if you have direct experience of seeing, or better yet, hanging around with the bands featured. But even if you don't, get in touch anyway about what you thought of the episode and of the band that's featured. I also got an email from David McCloy. I was very excited about this. I mean, I tend not to get emails that aren't from people either trying to sell me things or get me to give them my bank details, so this was a real treat. David said he enjoyed the show, but thought that I might run out of subject matter after the hour mark or so, something I was a little bit afraid of when I started the episode, to be quite honest. But he said that it kept him interested till the end. He also said the same about the Susie and the Banshees episode, so thanks for that and your continued listenership, David. He did, however, mention that I'd missed out some information about the title of the song Everybody's Happy Nowadays, the fact that it comes from Aldous Huxley's novel A Brave New World. The phrase is repeated 150 times a night to the characters in the book. He also sent an article that claims that the subject matter of the song's lyrics are about a brave new world in general. After reading this, both David and I agreed that it seemed a bit of a reach, though knowing the art school background of Shelley and Steve Diggle's love of high-end pop culture, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. It was great to hear from you, David, and really interesting to learn something else that I didn't either know or manage to find out in my own research. I'm always happy to be shown things that I've overlooked or just plain didn't know, so please do follow in David's footsteps if you notice something in the future and email in. Again, there have been too many extra followers on Twitter and Instagram than I can list here, but thank you all for following. However, I did get a shout-out on Twitter just last night from Shadan Saul Guerrero, who suggested the show to someone else looking for podcasts. Thanks for that, Shadan. I know it's not the first time you've reached out, but I think I forgot to mention the last one, so apologies for that. And what a voice! Shadan is an opera singer from Canada. She got onto the news earlier on in lockdown, and wow, what a voice. Incredible. What I love is classically trained musicians and singers being interested in back-to-basics punk rock. It's absolutely brilliant. One of the things that, again, blows me away about the people that listen to this podcast. There have also been a couple of new followers on Podbean too, so hello to Lather and President, unless it's that president. As I've alluded to, I was surprised at how much I got out of the Buzzcocks episode. I found a really great source of information about the lesser free trade hall gigs, but was a bit afraid that I wouldn't be able to say anything different to things that have already been said about the band's early days, which is why I didn't spend an awful lot of time on the really well-known songs and albums. What I found more interesting were the later years, from the 80s through to today. And I have to admit that I actually prefer the later albums, specifically the self-titled album, Flatpak Philosophy and The Way. I know that's blasphemy, but I can't help it. I mean, ever fallen in love, what do I get, harmony in my head, orgasm addict, why can't I touch it, and basically all their early singles are brilliant. I'm just drawn to the slightly more grown-up lyrics and better production of the later albums. Luckily, there was a lot to write about, and I'd certainly not heard much in the way of other podcasts or TV documentaries that covered that era of the band's life before, so I really hope that you guys learnt a lot there as well. 
Now, on to this Friday's episode, due out on the 25th of September. This is going to be another mammoth one. Most likely, it'll be the longest so far. My partner went back to work two weeks ago, as teachers in the UK are essential, and basically as frontline as doctors and nurses now the schools have gone back. However, it's meant that I've had the time to put hours into the research and the script for this episode. I recorded it all over two days last week, and the raw file was nearly six hours long, so I expect, when I've put the soundtrack in there, the finished episode may well be around five to six hours, so make sure you've got some spare room on your devices. The next episode of Band Biographies will be about probably my favourite of the early punk bands, The Clash. The fact I'm a massive fan of this band has been a factor in the length of the script, but also because I know The Clash is such a beloved band for so many people, I can't cut any corners or leave anything out. I've begun editing already, but I'm nowhere near done as of today. However, it's possible, if I do virtually nothing else but edit for this whole week, that I'll get it done by Friday. But again, I may well miss the deadline of the end of the month. My self-imposed deadline, I mean, I don't have to do this every month, but I like to try. I don't want to miss the deadline, of course, but if it's a choice between rushing a subpar episode out or releasing the best episode I can produce, I'll take the latter every time. What I've found before releasing most of these episodes is that I see more and more posts in the days leading up to the release about the bands that I'm about to release an episode on. So this week, for example, I've seen loads of posts on Twitter, and especially Instagram, about The Clash. I don't know if this is simply coincidence or the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Google it, but don't blame me once you get sucked down that rabbit hole. Either way, it's interesting. Now, this episode marks the end of what I envisioned to be Series 1 of Band Biographies. The original idea I had some three years ago now was to get these six episodes recorded before releasing the Sex Pistols episode in the first place. Then, during the time I was releasing those, I would write the next batch. Clearly that hasn't worked. I needed to put that first episode out to give me the impetus to continue creating, or I probably would have stopped again. I'm incredibly proud that I've managed to get the first six months of episodes out largely on time, but the length of the last three does mean that I'm probably now just going to plough through. However, I don't necessarily have a plan as to where to go from here. As I've said in the past, my love is punk music, but I'm interested in a variety of genres, so I'd be interested to hear from any of you guys as to which bands I should cover in future. I've got a list as long as your arm of UK punk bands from Coxsparrow and The Jam to Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes and Fontaine's DC. I've got an equally long list from the US, from Iggy Pop to The Interrupters, as well as two-tone and ska punk bands, and punk bands from elsewhere in Europe and Australia. These lists will keep me going for years yet, but then I'm also a fan of hip-hop from the 80s to the early 2000s, hard rock and metal, electronic dance music, Indian alternative rock, reggae, pure pop, rhythm and blues, rock and roll, and some prog as well, though not much, it has to be said. I do plan to keep it to punk for now, so I'd love to hear which bands you'd like me to cover. Do I stay in the UK? Should I look at the originators of US punk? Should I jump ahead slightly to two-tone and scar? But also, which bands or acts from other genres would you like me to have a look at? I've already had some requests from people online for Pink Floyd, Mark Bolan and Daft Punk. All brilliant. 
But bear in mind, if you do say The Beatles or Pink Floyd, I could point you in the direction of many other podcasts that have come before me, and that I would need a whole series just on those bands alone. Equally, I feel hip-hop probably shouldn't be covered by a middle-class white man. And again, I'm sure you could find a plethora of podcasts out there covering that entire genre. Either way, I'd love to hear from you, so please do get in touch with the bands or acts that you think I should be covering going forward. The other thing I'm looking at right now is merch. Now don't worry, I'm not trying to fleece you. Just aware that there are a decent number of you that listen to these inter-episodes. Some are around 40-50% to of the number that listen to the main episodes, which I'm starting to think of as the band biography's hardcore. And I wondered if, in the grand tradition of punk bands, anyone out there would like badges and sticker sets with artwork from the show, including a special band biography's hardcore design to put on your guitars or pin to your sleeveless denim jackets. I'll be trying to find the cheapest option for the best quality that I can, but first off I just wanted to test the water to see if you guys were up for it before I went ahead and commissioned the artwork from Stephen, the guy who did the podcast artwork for me, who goes under the Twitter handle of Propaganda4 on Twitter. That's P-R-O-P-E-R-G-A-N-D-A-4, number four. Do reach out and let me know if you'd like me to produce some sort of merch. Anyway, I've got a load of editing to do. As ever, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And again, please do get in touch about the many things I've asked you about on this episode, as well as leaving those ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice. Go on, do it now. It literally takes a few seconds. Don't make me beg. Alright, please, please, can you just take a few seconds just to go and give it five stars, and if you possibly can, leave some sort of review, it would really, really make my day. And you get a shout-out for it on the next podcast. Have you done it yet? I'm waiting. Till next time then, see you in the pit. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 